The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling? Make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. If you were a coach and you could choose between coaching in the NFL or in college football, which of those routes are you going to go and why? I'm just curious. And it's not just some question I thought of on my own. It has everything to do with something I read this morning. Well, several things I read this morning. And I'm Mm. not, to this point, JB, as we start the show, I'm not sure how I would answer it. Well, I, I tell you what, man. I was, uh, you know, you know, some of the things that I went through yesterday and we right. were able to talk yeah. to some friends yesterday. And after, after we had a little time together and time of prayer and stuff, I was driving home and they were talking about coaching changes and all this. And I had this epiphany, Matt Wyatt will one day be a college defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator. I, 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 I don't know why that came to me and now you're bringing that up. So hmm. No. I'm going to leave you with that because the phone's ringing. Mm. Well, if it's a job offer, uh, put them on hold till the break. <laughs> Kidding. Well, it is weird. So, no, I haven't had no illusions whatsoever of trying to get into coaching. You know, because, like, you know, for me, JP, what? <clears throat> what am I going to do? Like, train for five years and be a 50-year-old first-time <laughs> coordinator? Is that what? Uh, first-time coach? <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. But it's a fun thought anyway. No, no, it has nothing to do with me. I just looked and thought I'd been told a couple of years ago college coaches were going to be bolting for the NFL. Why? Well, there's so much pressure in college and recruiting, and now with the new recruiting calendar, coaches don't have any time with their families. They've got less time off. And you think NFL coaches have time with their families? Oh, well, uh, that's a good point, but it's just that you know, recruiting becoming the year-round thing, I don't know. I just thought – I don't know. I, don't I know just thought you could, I don't know how you could be an NFL – if we're talking strictly head coaches or OC, DC. Yeah, really anything, I, I think. But I, I just don't see how you get much time off in no. your job. Well, well but the – from what's it evolved from? Well, the difference you know? is what kind of time are you putting in? Okay, let's look at it this way. Okay, okay. so so You're just talking wi- about quality, not quantity. Yeah, let's just wipe away the idea of actual days off versus days okay. at work. Let's just and let's just say this. Okay, if you're I don't know, let's just take a forty year old guy. That's a good average there because you do have NFL coaches who are not even forty years old yet. Same in college, all this kind of thing. So look at it this way, JB. Hmm. If you're an NFL coach, when you are at work, what are you doing? You're basically where you are. Right. You're not, <laughs> you're not on a you're not on an airplane traveling all these weeks during a normal year. Now we're not talking about a pandemic season. During a normal year, you're not always out here on a plane flying to Seattle to go bump into some recruit in the hallways of his high school. And on the way back home, you stop in Dallas. And in Dallas, instead of flying home, you jump in a rental car. You drive down to, I don't know, Brian, <laughs> you know, and from there you meet up with one of your other coaches who flew in and y'all drive into Natchitoches, Louisiana. Okay. 
And, and from there, you jump on a private plane, and you might get back to Startwell in time to go catch your kids' you know, summer baseball game. Well, that's right. the life of a college coach. Well, NFL coaches aren't doing that. No. Yes, they have to travel, but it's nowhere near what college coaches do. No, not to mention like on signing day when you're in eight spots all over the state for 48 hours straight. It's a good point. Well, and sitting there hanging on every word of some 18-year-old kid who's got <laughs> five hats on his table, and he told you last night he was coming to your place, and you held a spot. And, oh, by the way, you have limits on how many you can and can't sign. Whereas in the NFL, you have you, some coaches make personnel decisions, but it's year-round you pick up the phone. Here's where we are. Talk to their agent. What are we offering? What's the contract? How many years? You know, what about our backups? <laughs> oh, and by the way, in college, along with more headaches and recruiting and more traveling, having to work on it year-round, you got more spots to fill. 85 scholarship limit. You got a 53-man roster in the NFL. I'm just saying, I was I say all of that to say that I was told a couple of years ago. College coaches, because of these recruiting rules changes, are going to start flocking to NFL jobs. As we sit here right now, and I'm about to give you examples, if you look, the opposite is happening. NFL coaches are coming to college football. If you try to find me a college to NFL guy, I can only name myself a few examples I've seen. I mean, there's examples, but like head coaches. What, Urban Meyer, who was retired for five years or more? Who else? Okay, you do have assistants. If we were to use an example locally like Deshae Townsend, you know, he coached in college. He coached at Mississippi State and then up to the NFL. He's been coaching for the Titans, I guess. So, I mean, some of those things happen. But just to this point, not only was the idea that popped up two years ago when they began discussing changing up and expanding the recruiting calendar, the idea that came up, well, college coaches are getting out of it and they'll go to the NFL to make their money and just coach up there. Not only was that wrong, the opposite is what is actually happening. We need to know why. All right, that's one way to start a radio show. <laughs> Welcome in. I'm Matt. I'll get you your text. Ghost Pepper, Jason, everybody texting the show in the country, please. And text line, it's 885-ESPN, 601 number, 885-ESPN. So y'all continue to text away. Call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. That's a 601 number, 995-1059. To everybody on the live stream, hey to y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Sven, the first to say hi, he says, good evening. He's in Germany. Hummus and Oil said, Matt's going to coach special teams. Oh, they'd be special, all right, <laughs> if I were coaching them. <laughs> uh, he's, Sven said, there's both sides. you got Jimmy Johnson, Pete Carroll, good NFL head coaches, Super Bowl champs. Saban didn't work out. Spurrier, circumstances are different, and that's true. Anthony says, I wouldn't want to be an NFL coach at the Jets, Cowboys, or Chargers. <laughs> Okay, so the landing spot's different. But that's the thing about the NFL. You can flip your entire roster within about two years if you know what you're doing and you get a right, you know, a good GM. So there you go. And then Hummus and Olsen, college football is better than the NFL. Who wants to uh, watch the woke pass the ball 50 times a game league? <laughs> See, lots of perspectives. Let's get another one on the Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. Aaron Hanging on the line. Thanks for calling, Aaron. What's up? Thank you, man. I appreciate being on the show. I was listening every morning, so I just want to say you just have an absolute great show. Thank you. 
Thank you. Um, but uh, I'm going to say if I had to coach anywhere, I, I do already uh, athlete trainings. I've trained with my previous client, Hunter Rumbrook, before he went off to, uh, to Clemson and into the NFL with Oakland Raiders. So I've kind of, I kind of eyeballed through what's going on um, in there. And I honestly would just coach college just because, yeah, guys come in going into college, even from freshman year, from high school, see these amazing players develop, being able to watch them develop, and seeing the heart that they had. Because you got a lot of guys that go to the NFL, they play that first two years, they got their head down because they didn't play as good, and they don't have the heart like they did in college. You know? Mm-hmm. And just being able, being able to watch that skill set develop is just absolutely amazing. You know, you don't get to watch that in the NFL. Yeah, you got some players that develop. But Patrick Mahomes, look at him. He came out and he aced everything all the way through year two. And so he's just an amazing player that we're going to see in the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, NFL, not to say that there's not guys in the NFL that don't have art. It's just not like it is in the NFL. Mm. You know, it's, you got guys that, you know, they're coming to their veterans. Like, you know, Ray Lewis, he was, he was the only person I've seen really give it all till the end besides Tom Brady. And, you know, you got the outstanding vets like Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas, when he played for Miami in the early 2000s, he gave his all. But it's just not the same going coming from the college experience. That's really um, it's it's something that I think I generally agree with from a player's perspective, Aaron. Like you said, I mean, you know, everybody's different. We're, we're this is a bad pun, but or, or not pun, but analogy. But I say, you know, this whole thing of like every we're all like snowflakes. Everybody's different. Okay, they're all totally different. Okay, right, but right. but I get what you're saying. I can see it. I can definitely see, and I know a lot of guys who, whether they had prospects of continuing to play after college or not, the the drive and the fun of playing a game sort of left the older they got, you know? Um, right. And I totally get that. And I think it's not a throwaway word. I think fun is a part of it, sure. But, right. but right. also fair to say that what's going on in the NFL, you do have older guys Okay, maybe their motive. A lot of them, their motivations are different. There are guys who are flying around, hitting each other, and throwing their bodies around, and it looks like they're having fun. But the truth is, they're motivated. <laughs> they're motivated to earn that multi-million dollar paycheck that they just really want the money. Correct. And yeah, whatever the motivation is from a player, I think if we look at it from a coaching standpoint, it is different for the reason that you pointed out in that. <clears throat> Even though you've got scholarship players at big colleges, still it's a younger person. Their life is in front of them. Their careers are in front of them. There's a different kind of motivation or drive. And I think there is an element in the NFL of it's a job, and you could be here today, and you could be gone tomorrow. So it's much more cutthroat. Right. No question. Yes. And I, I just see as, you know, the NFL, you got a lot more guys at your you know, at your hand, you're able, you know, to see send for recruiting and stuff like that. Um, not saying that in college they don't do that, but they just have a lot more guys on their team that can work with it. You know, NFL, I believe, you have more time to do stuff. Hmm. You know, you got you got your media guys, you got you got your playbook guys, you got your you know more coaching staff. You know, even if you don't have your offensive coordinator, you have your second offensive coordinator. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They always have those behind the book. Yeah. In college, you know, they're kind of limited. They don't really have that room to punch. So when they, if something happens, they always, you know, uh, rant, caught COVID. He can't go down and watch the, you know, the, uh, the scouting yeah. and watch uh, how the team's playing. 
you know, they got to figure out if they're either going to go do it themselves and take time if they want their family to go do that, or they got to figure out if they can find them. Sure. So I just think there's a lot more room for college, especially if you have a family to do it. But I, I really, if you're going to be a coach, you should know what you're going after. You should know that you're not going to have family time. You should know this. That's and right. I think a lot of coaches make that mistake. Mm-hmm. And they might have this whole family and they go into the league or they go into college coaching a little later in their years. And it's just, that's why these young quarterbacks are coming up. You know, look at Matt LaFleur coming off 13-3 season. You know, he's young, he's got a family, but his wife doesn't care that he's on the road all the time. She's got shit she's doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Right. Well, and 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 has a, a bank account that's absolutely full. Okay, so there's there's payoffs and there's payoffs and drawbacks really to everything. Aaron, thanks for your call, man. Call me anytime. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's a great point. There are these just inherent differences in who you're coaching and how you coach. And yeah, in college, if you're an assistant coach in college, there's a ton of time spent on fundamentals and technique. And maybe that's not necessarily the case as much in the NFL, right? Um, well, I think it is. What's that? I think there's a lot of technique taught in, in the pros that doesn't get taught in college. Maybe not as much as you're talking about, but but I think that's that's the whole uh, – I think that's the whole key, especially on the O-line and D-line of these guys that are coaching. What are the intricacies of that position, and how have you learned those over the years? I heard an interview with Fletcher Cox talking about his rookie year to now and all the different things he's learned since he was a rookie hmm. and how those things have made him a better player now. Hmm. You know, yeah. Now, whether or not that's just his intuition taking over and his athleticism and his ability to process and learn, or if that's coupled with a D-line coach, yeah. then, then, yeah, it's teaching and education going on. Well, sure time. it is, but what I'm saying is, you know, in the NFL, he took a Fletcher Cox. He's got four years of college <laughs> behind him. Right. He's got, a, okay. he's got a good foundation. When I say fundamentals and technique, like you go to college, it's like how to get in a stance. Not everybody yeah. comes out of Yazoo City High School or or from Gaucher and knows exactly everything to do on the basic level, where yeah, to line up, how to raw. make this call. You're very yeah. raw. Okay. Yeah. And you build on that in college. But by the time you get to the NFL, the basics and the fundamentals and technique that they've been hammering. I mean, in, you go to a college practice, the same stuff that they are repping and drilling footwork, hands, footwork, you know, position, center of gravity, just basic fundamental stuff they're repping when you're a freshman. You're mm-hmm. repping it like crazy when you're a senior. Okay. Right. But then you get in the NFL. Okay. Sure. Technique and, but it's like adding layers upon layers upon layers of experience of stuff, stuff that guys in the NFL are doing and doing regularly that they didn't even really get to that level while they were in college. Right. Okay, so, so it's kind of kind of the I put away childish things and became a man. Yeah, that's it. Got <laughs> yeah, you start growing. You yeah. know, you're not a child anymore. Right. Okay, so we get that. So the coaching is different, you know, on a positional level. And then too, like we said, I think the motivation is different. But here's what I'm Here's why I brought it all up to begin with. Again, preface it by saying I heard over the last two years, well, recruiting stuff's really heating up there, opening up the calendar year-round. College coaches are going to flock to the NFL to get the opportunity. Well, nope. It's the other way around. Here's Here's the latest examples. This is what I read today. LSU expected to hire Minnesota Vikings defensive backs coach Durante Jones as defensive coordinator. 
completed his first season with the Vikings after two seasons with the Bengals and Dolphins. He's replacing Bo Pelini. Fired after just one year at LSU. As first reported, this guy, Jones, met Sunday and Monday in Baton Rouge with LSU coach Ed Ogeron and others. It's Tuesday. He's reported to be hired. He last coached in college in 2015. He was on Wisconsin's staff. He coached the defensive backs at Wisconsin under who? Then coordinator Dave Aranda. <laughs> who left the following season, 2016, to become LSU's defensive coordinator. Now, was he on Belima's staff at Wisconsin, or did Belima already gone to Belima, Brett Belima. Yeah. Yeah, he, I think he was already at Arkansas he then. Already I, at Arkansas, I'd have to yeah. go back and look, but I want to say. Yeah. I think you're right. Belima went to, let's see now. Ar, he Belima went to Arkansas like 12 or 13, right after Bobby Petrino I guess it'd be two seasons after Bobby Petrino wrecked his motorcycle. So somewhere <laughs> in that volleyball range. tournament. <laughs> yeah. I bet it was around 13s when Bielema got there. We'd have to go back and look that I up. I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay. So Aranda, the coordinator at Wisconsin, leaves, goes to the coordinator at LSU, leaves and takes the head coaching job at Baylor. Ed Orgeron, mad at him, apparently took shots at him behind the scenes. <laughs> And well, Orgeron's come out and said their defense is already better than it was last year. Which was not true. <laughs> then And so so much so not true that you fire Pelini after one season, Bo Pelini, and go out and hire who? Dave Aranda's defensive backs coach. The last time this guy coached in the uh, college ranks was under Dave Aranda. It's so twisted. Uh, he's 41 years old. He also coached defensive backs at Hawaii, UCLA, and with the CFL's Montreal Alouettes. His last coordinator experience came at Division II Bowie State, where he saw he oversaw three top five defenses in five seasons. I got nothing against anybody that wants to go out, make an outside-the-box hire, somebody that was successful coaching at a different level. Could they come and do it at this level? Sure. No question they could. And there's a tie. He hasn't coordinated at this level, but he has been a position coach in the NFL. He was under Aranda, so there's obviously some familiarity or something. But my thing is, it's an NFL guy who's been, he's on his third NFL team, dreams of being a coordinator. And no, I'm just going to jump back into the college ranks and go be the coordinator at LSU. Right, so if, if, if your thesis statement is right, if what I'm hearing you say, about the NFL to college, is, is what? What's the reason? Why, what is the why reason? Why are is they it money? About no, I think it's simply because the NFL game, even though as you said yesterday, the nothing will ever catch the NFL as far as its 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 popularity. popularity. Right. But are these guys getting worn out and not really feeling that they're able to change or coach because of the? Uh, for lack of better terminology, pre-Madonna-isms of, of some NFL people, and so they want to get back where they feel like they're really making a difference? Uh, maybe kinda so. Kind of like the pastor that goes, I want to go back and be a youth minister. Well, kind of like what Aaron was talking about, right? Yes, yes, that's exactly right. On his call, the, the getting back into the early stages of helping guys not only develop as players, but you're really impacting a crucial po- point in their life. Rather than dealing with pros 
who are making twice as much money as you are, yet you're supposed to coach them and kind of, I guess, run your room. They're making twice as much as you, driving better cars, living in bigger houses, and frankly, a lot of them can't be told anything. Yeah. I, I, I just hear you. Maybe that it, that's one theory, okay? But this is that's one example. LSU is going to get a cornerbacks coach to be their defensive coordinator. Alabama, excuse me. Alabama has announced the addition of another former NFL head coach to their staff. Now we talked about it already, but we touched on it. They've already hired Bill O'Brien former coach of the Texans, head coach, to be the offensive coordinator of Alabama. They are now adding Doug Marone, former head coach of the Jaguars, as the offensive line coach. Wow. That was rumored a couple days ago. I didn't know it had already happened. So these are two head coaches that were division rivals in with their teams in the NFL and the AFC South. They are now assistants on the same side of the ball for Alabama. You can't convince me that either one of those guys – Either one of them, Bill O'Brien or Doug Marone, if they wanted to be in the NFL, they'd be in the NFL right now. So a question to leave you with as we go to break in a moment. Matt Wyatt, do you think that brings more recruits in because these guys know what it takes to play in the NFL? No. I really don't. I really don't think that has... Does it have the difference in one guy? Maybe. But overall, I think that's... I don't know that that's a factor. It's just so curious to me. It's interesting stuff. Off to a good start here today on this Tuesday. Y'all stick around.